Yes, hi. I am calling this number because I saw it on a bathroom wall. Um, seeing if you're Brandy. I'm Brandy Lucas, and this is Brandy is Going to Hell. My taste in music is all over the shop, and it's the driving force behind this show. I will be bringing you music updates and chats with artists that you won't hear anywhere else. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Correspondence was actually the first song that we wrote together and finished. We had so many different ideas on the table. Like, I don't know, the visual that's coming to my mind is like bicycle parts. Like, how do we put this together? How are things just strewn about the floor? What I found really interesting about it, you can hear the call and response of each of the parts. You're literally hearing our process. And then it's obviously part of this bigger concept based on these kind of principles. I'm Brandy Lucas, and that was Peter Kay, the drummer for Long Island's instrumental prog rock band, Imitator. In this episode, Peter chats about their latest song, Correspondence, forming this band with lifelong friends and embracing the joys you derive from your influences. And we also touch on Ghosts and Lunch Meat. Greetings, Earthlings. Thank you so much for smashing that play button. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in so I can take you on this musical journey. If you're new here, I interview all kinds of musical artists on my podcast. And before every interview, I list around five new albums that I dig by artists big and small. This week marks episode 22. It's my ninth episode in 2021. And if you know me, I'm someone, if I have a project, I'll work on it for a little bit and then drop it and then not come back to it for probably a year or two. So I'm so stoked that I stuck with it because there's so many awesome bands that everybody should hear. And I want to be that person to help shovel it into your ear holes. Anyway... I am so stoked to have my longtime friend Peter Kay from Long Island's brand spanking new instrumental prog rock band, Imitator. And I'm serious about them being brand spanking new. They just released their first song this past June 18th called Correspondence, which you can hear on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and YouTube. Later this summer, August 27th to be exact, Imitator's EP Principles will be out on all streaming platforms. I highly recommend Imitator if you're a fan of Tool, Mastodon, and Deftones. Check Imitator out on socials now and follow them at Imitator Band while I dive into some new albums that I dig. Before I jump into all the new albums that I dig, I have to pause for the cause of music history. The California band Sparks released their documentary this past Friday called The Sparks Brothers, and I went to the late night viewing in Clifton, New Jersey. Wow. This band have been making music for 50 years, and they have influenced a lot of the greats throughout the decades. 
It was a linear journey from childhood to half Nelson throughout each Sparks album and their failures and successes. I never dove into their history, just the music. So it was really cool to learn about them and see how everyone in the documentary speaking was influenced by them. 25 albums, 500 songs. That is an immense stat. I discovered Sparks in 2005 when Justin Hawkins of The Darkness released his solo project called British Whale. I was 16, and he covered This Town Ain't Big Enough for Both of Us. A few months later, Sparks released Hello Young Lovers, and that was really my first dive into Sparks. A few years later, I bought Kimono at Prex, and honestly, I I downloaded some of their major singles from Kazaa because there weren't streaming services back then. And I really dived into them after I saw them live in 2013 for their Two Hands, One Mouth tour when they stopped in Philly. And that was the only time I saw them live. So I only saw them live in a very stripped down version, never with a full band. And from there, I dove into everything when streaming became a bigger thing. The documentary was super special for me. They're such weird dudes, and um, I really think it's cool that Edgar Wright told their story. So if you're a fan of music, I really recommend you checking it out. There's lots of greats in the documentary speaking about that band, and it was cool. Okay, back to new music. You can listen along to all the music I reference on my podcast via two five-star playlists that I created just for you. Brandy is going to hell new music I dig and Brandy is going to hell my dope guests. You can find these playlists on Spotify by searching Brandy Lucas Airy or on my website brandyisgoingtohell.com. Let's get into it. Desert of Talking Shadows released their debut album, Foreshadowing, this past March. This young trio from Orange County, California is dope. They're like all of your favorite 90s alt-rock and hard rock bands had some sexy time and birthed a child 30 years later. The riffs melt your face and Mikey's vocals throughout the record are so impressive. And guess what? You can hear my interview with them July 7th. So dive into foreshadowing by Desert of Talking Shadows in the meantime. Queer rap pioneer Mickey Blanco released their latest album, Broken Hearts and Beauty Sleep, which I think is so great. Blanco created their own samples and their approach to rap truly redefines rap. The genre was historically flooded with misogyny, homophobia, and transphobia. So I highly recommend you giving it a whirl and checking out rap in this expressive and vulnerable approach from Blanco. British rap metal band Hacktivist released their latest album, Hyper Dialect, June 18th. I never heard of them before. Like I've expressed before in past podcasts, I listened to all new releases and this one caught my ears. I love British rap and the metal element really sets it apart from the rest. Female indie duo Deep Valley released their four-song American Cockroach EP. They're dreamy, punk rock, greasy, and bluesy all in one. One note to highlight is that Jenny V is featured on the song I Hate Crime. Jenny V toured with the darkness in America in 2015, but you may know her from playing bass with Courtney Love and more recently with Eagles of Death Metal. I'm going to butcher his name, but it's either Samuel Van Dyck or Samuel Van Dyke. It's Dutch. It's spelled D-I-J-K. 
Anyway, he operates under a few aliases, Mo... I'm going to butcher this too, Molau, and then Multicast Dynamics. And for his recent release, it's VC-118A. I guess that's how you say it, which just released Spiritual Machines. What an introspective journey when listening to this record. Gritty techno, futuristic electro, and ambient all the way through. It's fun to feel the highs and lows throughout this record. And now for the main attraction, my interview with Peter K of Imitator. Peter and I go way back. We've been friends for nearly 10 years, maybe 11 at this point. I don't even know. Anyway, he's been in loads of touring bands, had his own solo project called The Black Atlas in 2016, and he's one hell of a drummer. He's back with his buddies from Long Island for the band Imitator, who have just released their first song, Correspondence, with much more to come this summer. Here we go. Peter Kay of Imitator on Brandy is Going to Hell. nice to have you here what have you it's been up to, to? Be here man thank you so much yeah of really course. you know it was really nice of you it's a reunion of sorts and you know i always support what you do yeah thank you oh you have a plate that says cunt yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing you know just keeping it real <laughs> yeah that's fine i get it sweet so, i should have one too yeah anyway go on well you're you're always like so much smarter than mine <laughs> mine's just like a toy collection <laughs> I mean, that's. Well, I have books about ghosts. Mine's a toy collection too. Cool. So it's you know, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing official on those shelves. To fill everybody in in podcast land, uh, we've been friends for like over ten years, which is mind blowing in itself. Mm. I've been a fan and a supporter of your endeavors. You were on my OG podcast a few times, and now you're back with a new project, Imitator. So you blew my mind back in April with a sneak peek of the EP and it was reblown this morning when I gave it another whirl. And now your first single correspondence is here, released this past Friday, June 18th, and can be heard everywhere on SoundCloud, Bandcamp and YouTube. So who makes up Imitator? Um, first of all, thanks a lot. Thank you very much for the the kind words. And uh, it's it has been awesome. I definitely want to say I'm a fan of yours too. Thanks. Uh, obviously. Um, so imitator is uh, myself, Vin Diletto, Antonio Gabriel, and Rich Albergo. Uh, and so we're we're four guys who have been very close friends for a really long time. Uh, Rich and Antonio and I have been playing together for about 15 years. I want to say so. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Wait, no, more than that. We've been playing, yeah, for probably twenty years. Twenty Damn. years, we've been playing together on and off in different bands. Uh, so there's just this automatic chemistry. I find that it's just it's just there. We never have to work for it. We get in a room together and we kind of anticipate each other very well. And and even even though our 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 musical tastes have diverged widely from one another, there's still always a common ground where we can meet in the center and and do stuff like that and uh and just have a flow but vin uh this is kind of like his his brainchild um okay probably like two years ago actually uh he reached out to antonio to just start working on some musical ideas he had all these ideas in the wings and stuff like that vin was in a band a long time ago called regarding i and they were kind of 
popular out uh, on Long Island and, and in New York. So he uh, he hadn't done anything very serious since then. So it's, it's been many years and he's been kind of like ruminating on these things and, and got all these song ideas brewing. He got Antonio involved. Antonio asked me to come play the drums. And I was so reluctant. I was just like, I'm not getting dragged back into this again. Uh, wow. It, I'm very surprised just because like, I feel like, oh, I don't know. You're like this kind of this mad scientist. I feel like you're always kind of like working on something in a way. And then, but the, okay, go on. I'm very surprised. So, Well, like, well I mean, to, <laughs> to a degree, I was working on myself. So yeah, yeah. it's like, that's, that's cool. that was my main focus. Like, you know, please don't distract me from yes, this. Okay. But, but uh, ultimately that's a lifetime's work. It mm. doesn't end. So, uh, and you know, and if it does, if you think it's ended, then you probably weren't doing it in the first place. But um, I had, I had reached a point I realized where it's like, you know what, this is probably good for you. You can, you can probably take this stuff back on now and, and go out and do this. So I met up and, and, and jammed with them and it was just fantastic. The chemistry, especially with Vin, it was like we had been playing together for many, many years. And um, I love the stuff he writes. It's just so interesting. Uh, that's that's and wh that's what's his role in the band sorry oh sorry he yeah he's a guitar player okay so cool. vin vin's like vin is the main songwriter and then he and i'll get together and kind of workshop something and i'll i guess the interesting thing is that he writes in a vacuum alone hmm. and um that's really really good because there's there are marks of style that that come with that that don't get washed out by having to kind of conform to the, what me and Antonio are doing. Cause together, Antonio and I are such a strong presence. We've been playing together for so long that we're going to naturally pull him towards this like prog rock metal thing. And he, he's much more of like a post rock kind of um, a lot of uh, very interesting chord work that he does. It's very pretty. It's very ambient and, and yeah. uh, there's tons of harmony. So he gets to do all that stuff himself. And then he brings it to, to me and I have to figure out like, okay, where the hell, you know, where do the drums go? Cause yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of odd time signatures. There's like, we turn on a dime to a totally different feel. So I have to kind of, I'm constantly pulling from my influences that are, that are groove based. I want you to be able to nod your head to the music and kind of, you know, be with us where we are instead of getting lost. And so, so, um, so that's, that's the challenge. And then Antonio comes in and, and Rich is usually the icing on the cake. You know, the thing is that we've been, we did a, so much of this through COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like track sending and file sharing and stuff. And now I'm in North Carolina. So I'm, that's how we're doing the, the drum parts. Yeah. You know, Vin will send me guitars. I'll write drums on a MIDI controller. I'll go practice them at a rehearsal space. And then we get together to jam like once a month. That's really cool. And so this project is completely off a different path than the Black Atlas. So this is kind of like this is your bandmates, baby. And you you kind of get, I guess, the pressure taken off of you because you just get to do like, you know, focus on drums. And then, you know, it all kind of folds together, which is great. And yeah. you're all from Long Island, which, yes, no? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And it's kind of like circling, you know, it's all hometown oriented in a way, which is really cool in itself. So can you talk about 
that and you know down to the even the recording studio can you piece that yeah. all together for me voodoo studio shout out strong island yeah <laughs> <laughs> none of that <laughs> long island had a really strong music scene for a really long time in the late 90s and early 2000s and i was i'm old enough to be able to remember that because i was playing shows vfw halls and, and things like that and churches lots of churches um but it was uh it kind of all fell apart when bands from Long Island, because of that, like scene unity, you know, that the strength of this, of the scene, it started a- attracting labels and, and A&R and things like that. And so you have this tremendous, there's an entire genre of music that came from a very small part of New York on Long Island, you know, uh, Taking Back Sunday, Stray Light Run, Brand New, Glass Jaw, all these bands are from where we're from. And so while, while they also inspired us, it, it's it's kind of like it was their success dropped a, a bomb on the music scene, you know, because it was it became very competitive for new bands. You know, it was less about let's play a show and more about like me first, you know, <laughs> like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Um, so we all spent time in that, you know, and and uh, and learning to do that and learning what works and what doesn't work. And uh Ultimately, I think that the four of us having played in all these different permutations of bands and, and going through all that touring, every, all of us have been in touring bands and stuff like that. And we learned that it's it's just best to enjoy what you're doing and just be yourself to, to whatever degree that is possible uh, and to do it with people that you really like. And that ends up being the core of, of, of this band is that I play with three guys that I love and I respect them. And they write really interesting stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I hope I can speak for all of us. I think I can uh, <laughs> when I say that. But that's that's the motivating factor. And it, it comes from this really, this crucible, right? This really intense kind of music and arts furnace that was Long Island. Trying all these bands, butting heads and yeah. all this pay to play bullshit and getting ripped off and, and um by these 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 show promoters and things like that and just being in so many different bands with so many different people you just realize like the fuck are we doing it's not it's pointless unless this is fun i'm not you know it gets weird you know you're ironing your hair and 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 you're wearing skinny jeans and i'm not skinny i'm a big (laughs) i'm shaped like a fucking lunchbox so i I could never i could never do that but we you know we all tried these different things and ultimately we're we're in our 30s now you know we have lives and and uh, so it's 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 very different, but we retained a sense of community. Also, there are plenty of people on Long Island that we we respect very deeply, you know, and and that we've grown with. So there is there is a, a, a very strong community, I think, on Long Island and and in New York. It just hasn't been it hasn't been very active in the last year or so. Mm. You know, nobody's been playing shows because of the you know the pandemic. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And you mentioned in an imperfect fifth IG story takeover, um, you mentioned that you all started playing around when Tool dropped Inoculum. Yes, right. So between (laughs) that point and Correspondence's uh, release, tell me a little bit about what led from, you know, that jamming, you know, your bandmate's idea to putting a name on it and then to recording it like you know imitator like describe the sound why did you pick that yeah. name and all that good stuff yeah, in between? yeah. it's well <laughs> a, a note about the name 
you know, we had so many other things on the table. It, that was the thing that was the hardest for us because everybody's an artist nowadays. So it's like every name is taken. It's just there's total saturation because it's a wonderful thing that people can. They don't have to rely on record labels or, or anything like that to put out their own music and express themselves. But it makes it damn hard to find a name. <laughs> you know, so uh one of the things I loved about Imitator when it was presented was like, who the hell wants to be called an Imitator? Yeah. Let's do that. You know, nobody else is going to have that name. And then, um, and we were right, you know, we lucked out. But ultimately the name stemmed from a conversation that Vin and I had. Uh, we were kind of, and it's funny because we were just starting to, it ties in perfectly to what you're talking about with this whole process of going from starting to jam and then releasing a single and making a record and all that stuff. And, uh, we started out playing to, you know, tool like stuff, you know, even Vin was, 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 was trying to push us in this post-rock direction. And me and Antonio would just get together and do all this crazy triplet six, eight stuff. And I've got the the snares off and I'm just doing this tribal drumbeat stuff. My best Danny Carey impersonation, which is um, extremely subpar when held to that standard, but you have to embrace your, the joy that you derive from your influences mm. and you have to embrace what they taught you and, and what, what you love about what they do without, you know, completely copying them to the nth degree. And normally that will come with, by combining things, mm. you know, too much, too much salt in a dish kills it. Yeah. But if you cut it with other things, if it's balanced in the right proportion, it, uh, it, it just adds to, yeah, from, you know, the, from the, the three of you, what, um, I mean, you are all derived from different kind of influences, but if you had to say, like, which piece of the pie each of you really kind of, like, hone in on, do you match in all those influences, or do you all kind of, like, ah, Vin's a little bit more of this, Antonio's a little bit more of this, Peter's a little bit more of this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We're all, we're all a little bit more of something. Okay. But, but the, the, <laughs> and, the, the, and the, 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 well, the, gr- the ground is is rock yeah <laughs> and and so so the thing is like i mostly listen to instrumental music you know i'm gonna sound like one of those like intellectual artists now but <laughs> i i listen to like like armenian duduk <laughs> like that's what i listen to i need to relax and things like that i don't it's it's very rare that i listen to a rock record because it'll get my blood pressure up you know and and my road rage will start <laughs> happening so um you know, and Antonio listens to a lot of world music. He's his family is is from Italy. They're very, you know, um, he's very into like the seventies Italian prog music, which is awesome. Yeah. And um, and Rich is really into into pop. You know, he uh, he loves like eighties um, pop and like yacht rock and that kind of stuff, <laughs> which is which is awesome because really it was it was a great time because musical proficiency and pop songwriting in tandem were at their like peak. Like you still had to be a really amazing musician to play on those pop songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that, that that's what he enjoys about it. But all these varying interests, we all combine, you know, in, in bands like Tool or Queens of the Stone Age or um, Hope's Fall is another great band. Mastodon is another one that uh, that we like a lot. Metallica, everybody loves Metallica, right? Um, so it's these are the things where, where we're able to, to kind of come together. We know what tones we're working with. It's not going to be, you know, it's, it's all going to be harmonious. We're, we're going to anticipate the sound and maybe we'll push it 
slightly like when Antonio and I get together and it's this really rumbly kind of low end. Uh, I don't even know. Antonio once likened it to like heavy metal rain dance. And it's, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do. I between feel that. He, yeah. Between <laughs> he and I, and then Vin is doing all this really intricate uh, chord work and it, it all there. We diverge widely, but there's always a common ground that we're working with. And, and the stylistic divergences in our individual performances, they're very subtle. They're very nuanced, you know. There's certain rhythms I pull from things I've heard from Middle Eastern music, uh, you, but you won't, uh, you know, the, the tonal context is completely different. I'm playing it on a, on a drum kit. So you're not, you know, you're not going to necessarily hear that unless you're a drummer or, or a musician. Nice, yeah. It's, yeah. it's freaking rad, and I'm glad that, like, everybody gets to hear a piece of it and then in you know, later in the summer, they get the whole pie. It's really cool to listen through. Um, so Imitator is an instrumental band. And mm -hmm. as a collective, why did you come to that ultimate decision? Because, I mean, just listening myself, I can't even really picture vocals on it because it's just so complete in itself. But from your guys' point of view, what led to that ultimate decision? Yeah, your native vocals. Um, well, we Vin had always written the songs in a format where, where he wanted vocals on it. He just anticipated we'll find, you know, he's like, okay, we'll find one eventually. And me and Antonio were, were on board with that uh, in the beginning, but then it got like, it got harder and harder as the music gelled and the chemistry gelled. And, um, you know, my thing is that one of the reasons why I felt like I needed to step up in my previous project, right? The Black Atlas and, and kind of take on the, the front man role was that it's in my experience too many chefs spoil the stew to be really cliche about that you know uh maybe i i kind of went to the the furthest extreme right there's that like old proverb if you want to go fast go alone okay yeah but if you want to go long go together mm -hmm. you know i kind of like in the black atlas i did everything by myself and i imploded in three years whereas now it's it's kind of it's the three of us and it's this really honed kind of songwriting core, but then also this business think tank. It's like, it's, it's very well calibrated relationship we have. So now to bring somebody else into that mix makes us a little, a little worried a because of all the chemistry we have, yeah. because we have, you know, maybe Vin and Antonio and I, as a, as a trio songwriting trio, we haven't been playing together for as long as like me, Rich and Antonio, but we've been friends with Vin forever. We've, we've cultivated that relationship and um, we don't know that we're going to find that with a singer. Yeah. And um, it's just tough. You know, it's like, wow, we have this baby. Do we, do we let a stranger into our house type of thing? Mm -hmm. So um, it, I wouldn't say that we're necessarily set on being instrumental forever. If it, if the right thing happened, we would definitely, we would, we're even open to collaborations yeah, with, with vocal artists if you know if like we we're, we'll probably will seek to have one or two songs done with a vocalist for the full length um but it's just it's it's too we don't want to force it yeah you know that's it's another part of the ethos don't force anything yeah that was just some, one of my little curiosities um only because i'm very conditioned to hearing you play with words to your music um but this yeah and a lot of a lot of people cool. have a lot of thank you but a lot of people have said, you know, like, why don't you have a vocalist? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, 
Bands yeah, don't and happen. Like, to... what the hell would it even sound like? Because yeah. like it's uh, it's just a force in its own. So and you know vocals can sound a lot of different ways. I couldn't even imagine what would gel with it. And you know. Yeah, and it... you, there's so many considerations. You know, it's like you need to find somebody who's not going to crowd what's going on the the sort of melodic palette you you don't want you want somebody with a a tone that that you like to listen to you know um you want somebody who's going to write lyrics that you find intelligent or or inspiring and then there's a whole like mix consideration on the other side you know where it's like how do we level the vocals in where they're doing their own thing and so it's it's something i would personally not I'd rather not think about that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. So can you talk a little bit just about correspondence, maybe just, you know, that process of that song, just because it's the one out right now and the focus. Yeah. So uh, correspondence was actually the, the first song that we wrote together and finished. Wow. We had been, we had so many different ideas on the table, like, I don't know the visual that that's coming to my mind is like bicycle parts. Like, how do we put this together? How are things just strewn about the floor? <laughs> and that song finally came together. And uh, what I found really interesting about it, listening back, is that you can hear in 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 the call and response of each of the the parts, not just the two guitar parts, but the, what I'm doing on the drums, what Rich is doing in the bass we're all taking this opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to allow this person their, their room, their however many bars to say what they want to say. And then I'm going to feel it out. And now I'm going to deliver something. Yeah. So it's, we're, we're carving out space in the song for each other. It's, it's very almost jazz. Like this is trippy um, because like, I've listened to that. Like, you know, I listened to the whole EP on loop this morning and just listening to correspondence and hearing you say this, I'm like, you're, that's trippy. You're right. Like you, it is like a very call and response kind of thing. And yeah, that's cool to like hear you say that and hear it in my head. Yeah. That's fucking trippy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's that. And, but that's us learning to do that. You, you're literally hearing our process of that's our, our, you know, it's, it's kind of our learning curve, that song. And it just worked out really, really well. So that was um the first song. And then it's obviously part of this, bigger concept based on these kind of principles yeah which and you know that's that's the title of the ep yeah principles so like yeah. that segues perfectly so what's next this summer for imitator following correspondence we do have an in-studio live performance at cove city sound studios that we recorded that we're going to be um releasing uh song by song you probably as a as a youtube thing we've got uh playthrough videos that I'm starting. I'm going to be doing some drum playthrough videos. Those were a lot of fun. Uh, there'll be guitar playthrough videos. We have another single coming out mid July, I want to say. And then we're doing uh, August, end of August, August 26th. We're doing a live stream from Voodoo Studios Sick. where we recorded the record. Mike and Frank at Voodoo Studios were instrumental in putting all this stuff together with us and helping us, encouraging us uh, to to take this seriously. That was really when it turned, when it flipped on its head was, was working with Mike and Frank and listening back to to the tracks and, and hearing their support 
and just we just kind of looked at each other and we were like what the fuck we wrote this we we're like scratching our heads you know like it sounds so good it's it's like it was a genuine surprise um so of course we want to go back there to do the a live stream august 26 with them from their live room that'll yeah. be like our our ep release show awesome and the next day on august 27th the ep will will drop everywhere on all platforms very cool. So uh, Voodoo Studios, the folks that you just mentioned that you recorded with, um, have you known them for a while too? Is it just more of the family like operation or is it a new kind of relationship? Well, Voodoo Studios is, is an extremely well-known studio uh, on Long Island and, and within the industry. So uh, Mike Watts, the, the head engineer there and producer, he, he had made some of our favorite records so now we were talking about like these shared influences that inspire us and, and kind of bring us together and so many of those records were made there you know um hope's fall the deer hunter uh i was like we were all obsessed with these bands for a portion of time and 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 you know mike has worked with everybody from dudes in, in glass jaw and it's just uh everybody and uh frank who worked with us you know he's another like sort of he'd probably blush at me saying this but he's kind of like a, a staple you know and the, every everybody knows him everybody knows frank everybody's worked with him and uh the guy is just a whiz i mean you see like all these these are the unsung heroes of the music industry you have all these like shredder guitar players but you need these dudes these virtuoso engineers to make a record we can't do it alone. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so it's Frank was unbelievable in that respect. So they're well known. These are well known people, but we hadn't known them personally for a long time. Again, we've kind of been like on the fringes of, of, um, of each other's circles and things like that. But getting in there, it was just very easy, and the relationships just kind of automatically blossomed, and it felt like we were. We've been working with them forever. It definitely feels like family now. So that's very cool. Um, so I'm someone that's very into other people's processes, testimonies, experiences, how they shape us, how they teach us a lesson, inspire us, and all that good and bad stuff in between. <laughs> and um, take this as you will, but I have always, you've always struck me as this kind of like brilliant, introverted, crazed kind of musician. And I mean that in the most flattering way. You're insanely smart. You're very philosophical uh, and you're very good at your craft. With that said, like between the Black Atlas's trilogy in 2016 and like forming Imitator, what has gone on in your world and shaped you leading into this endeavor? Sorry, that's a uh, big, that's a long-winded question, but I, you know, no, I really like vulnerability, not, and I just like, you know, want to get into it's your not, mind a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's not a bad thing. Okay. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> I um, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to practice public vulnerability. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's really something, right? It's it's a part of, I guess, every just rigorous, artist in life. Yeah, <laughs> rigorous honesty, right? Which is kind of the opposite of what a lot of music is. It, which is just facade, facade, persona, persona, right? So uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I I kind of blush at the at the compliments, you yeah. know. But um, <laughs> I, that that might have been maybe a little bit of the persona thing I was doing. 
couple years ago, but, <laughs> um, but it's uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, dissolution, a lot of dissolution, a lot of things that, that ha- had been long established being completely dissolved. And then from that raw material, building a new life, um, one that is more centered around the concept of, as you say, vulnerability and honesty and things like that. Uh, so that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of tribulation, like in terms of just pain mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, so it's, we look at this stuff as, as misfortune, but it's, you know, we're too small a cog and too large a machine to really know what universally ends up being good. Right. And usually it's, it's a balance of, of both things from any one good incident, multiple bad things can become a product, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, and same from the opposite, from, from things that you regard as devastating and, and earth shattering and perhaps life ruining, you know, a, a hundred or even just one good, great things can happen to you and allow you that opportunity. But we're so stuck on holding on to what we have that we, we a lot of times we forget to just let it go. Mm. And that that doesn't even just mean like material possessions or, or you know, like a band or something. It has to do a lot with with thoughts, mm. you know, where we hold on to these things. For some reason, this, this this pattern of thinking, this way of being, and it's it's not working. <laughs> Clearly, we can feel it, right? Because it we feel off kilter. We don't feel balanced. We feel unhappy, um, and uh, we persist in that. I can't say why. I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. But that's that's essentially what what happened to me is is I guess forced recalibration. I had to find equilibrium my equilibrium. And the only way I could do that was have everything that I held on to completely stripped from me uh, against my will. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you took a pretty long break for yourself. And that's fine. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm really happy that, you know, I always kind of underlyingly thought like, Jesus, I kind of wonder what Peter's doing, like music wise, because you're just a very creative person. And I know that music is so important to you that I feel like you wouldn't ever not play it. So like when you, you know, came out of like the dark hole, cause you just kind of erase yourself from the internet, like sign yeah. back up. And then it's like, hello, I'm back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. hello, I'm back. I'm, 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 I'm back in the, <laughs> I'm back in this horrible i'm I'm (laughs) I'm back in the capacity to be a spam bot for my band that's that's it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know i posted a couple pictures of my dog yeah (laughs) you know that's that's really it i'm i'm not uh it's important it's important you know like so much of who we are nowadays is wrapped up in our social media accounts Mm. whether that's the band page or the business page or the, the, the people who constantly show up in our feeds, you know, and, and it's just this habitual mindless thing that we're constantly doing. And so if I'm going to start over, then I need to start over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I need to get back to engaging on a daily basis with, with my humanness. And I think that social media touts this grand thing about like, yeah, we keep people connected, but there's a human component missing in that connection. 
and uh, and it 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 can be very destructive to the the mental environment. Mm. So I had to get rid of all that stuff and break down the black atlas. And it was an exercise in letting things go. Yeah, that's you know, great. Imperman- impermanence is the only permanent thing. So so I had to let go of all that stuff. And then I popped back on because it was like, you know what? I think I can handle it now without letting my ego get way too ahead of me. And also. Uh, I, I really want people to hear this music. It's it's strange because, like you say, music is just something you can do. And I, I was convinced that that was the way that I would look at it for the rest of my life from here on out. And I wouldn't feel this desire to necessarily push things the way that I had pushed them before. But I think it's a combination of how I feel about the music and it's a combination of the people I'm working with. I get I'm there. Their energy makes me very excited for all this stuff. And I think of all the possibilities you know, if I did all the, the other stuff alone, imagine what could what we could accomplish together sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's great. So that's yeah, that's why I'm kind of stepping back and throwing my hat back into the ring. It's like a half hat. I'm not really totally. Yeah. It, and I mean, like, you know, it's a you know, it's creative and I'm sure playing is very cathartic in its own way. And combining that with your little soul journey and the music cathartic, I think it's a good <laughs> you know it's you were ready you know that's the most important part you were ready to get back into it and that's the beauty of it that's kind of what i was hearing in the back of my head when i was having doubts about like should i do i get back involved and it's just i just kept hearing like you're ready you're ready it's okay go ahead yeah cool Mm -hmm. and um this is a little off topic just but i'm a little curious so you were in london drumming for something at some point what was that um it was uh Drumming for ham sandwiches. I'm a big supporter of that charity. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That should that could be the title of my memoirs. Drumming for ham sandwiches. I think this this might foreshadow a question I had ready for rapid fire. So, (laughs) Uh, okay, okay. I um I was working with an engineer, Gary Gretterson, who is my main guy, the main guy. He is demoed. I every Black Atlas song that that I ever did was demoed at his studio first. He's got a great little workshop, um, or he he had it anyway. He's uh, he's like transitioning to to a little bit more of a mobile career now. <laughs> but so I went with him. Uh, we were working on a project at Abbey Road Studios. So um, I I went out there and I. I did a, a little bit of drumming and a whole lot of sightseeing. Yeah. And I even, I even uh, spent a little time in quiet reflection in uh, the studio where Dark Side of the Moon was recorded. And um, it was just a really cool experience. It was amazing. So it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great trip to take with a really good friend. And um, I, I hope eventually we can get back there again together. Yeah, that's cool. So this episode really was just a catch up between us, the evolution of Peter and, you know, when the EP is out, I'm stoked to have you and the other fellas on together to talk about principles as a whole. So that's in the date book already. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Awesome. Awesome. So is there anything that I missed that you would like to add, you know, where people can find you on the internet? What's the best way to support imitator lay it all out. You can, I think the Instagram and the Facebook are the best. It's just at imitator band. Um, that's kind of what we're, what we're really pushing now. I, I've never figured out Twitter. 
It's Maybe it's because I have a problem. I have a problem being concise. I think that's why. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm very long-winded, uh, but you can. I mean, you can just support us by listening to our music if if that's what you enjoy. <laughs> that's really it. I mean, we're gonna be giving away the e. Well, we're gonna be presenting the EP to the world for pay what you want on our Bandcamp. So it's like we just want the music to get out there. We're not trying to turn a profit. We all have day jobs that we invested a lot of time and, and effort mm. into. So it's like, that's, it's really healthy to have that yeah. where it's like, I really love what I do for work. So I don't have to put all my eggs in the music basket. But, um, but if you, if, you know, obviously we also, there was a lot of time and finances uh, put into the music. So uh, of course, I know a lot of us would, wouldn't mind being uh, recompensated for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so so I'm not I'm not going to be like no 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 don't pay <laughs> if you if you want to if you can it it'll be available as an option on Bandcamp for whatever you want. Um, do you think you'll other, tour at all, or do you know, just do one off shows? Or I'm just curious, you know, just <sighs> no pressure, no pressure. No, I know, <laughs> I know. The, the, the thing is, the thing is, it's not. You know, it's a question I ask myself all the time. There's a part of me that loved it. There's a part of me that hated it. And I think that's true of everybody in the band. Yeah. So um, we we have, you know, lives and wives and, and jobs yeah. and things like this. And it's, it's going on to the next level. And I, I don't think that we'll, we'll tour to any major capacity in the immediate future. Yeah, okay. Because it's just, we're going to want to just take things very slow, keep it balanced. We'd love to play some worthwhile shows where... We, we enjoy the bands we're playing with and we enjoy the audiences we're playing to. So that, that may be something absolutely in the future. I know for a fact that we want to play together uh, live because it just feels good. You know, the sex is good. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, not always good. It's not always people think it's just fun to play in a band. No, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so so yeah, eventually, I know one thing that we'd love to do is a week in Europe eventually, you know, whenever, whenever that happens, we'd love to go and tour Europe for like a full week. It could be 10 years down the line, 10 months, who knows? Yeah, very fun. So if you're ready, I'm ready for some silly rapid fire. You might remember this from way back in the day. I kept it a staple in all of my interviews because it's just fun <laughs> and like change of pace. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's like that Zen first thought, best thought thing. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, so what's the weirdest internet rabbit hole you've been down? The weirdest internet rabbit hole, I would probably have to say uh, like the QAnon thing and then maybe like somehow it meets... I, I mean, not like I wasn't one yeah. of the, the, the Anons, <laughs> I but I went down that fucking rabbit hole. I'm I mean, sure everybody a, no, did. <laughs> I mean, like I did my own fair research, too. Exactly. I'm like, what research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Research. <laughs> yeah. It's just being fascinated by like, where is this dark, strange place? Yeah, going to, there's to a lot end? of dark, and, strange places. <laughs> yes. S satanic pedophiles, which I'm convinced exist anyway, before this even became a thing. <laughs> but, uh, and then somehow it meets with like David Icke and his 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 like reptilians. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you see what I'm saying about yeah. mental health? And yeah. Snip, snip, snip. If you were a ghost and had to choose one place to haunt for the rest of eternity, where would you choose to haunt? Cliffs of Moher in Ireland. Okay, cool. Never been, yeah. but sounds cool. <laughs> mm. 
you'll see this circle from where you spoke before. If your sheets had to be made of deli meats, <laughs> what meat would you want them made of? <laughs> I was going to say probably ham because you referenced that earlier. But... I, I don't know. Ham, <laughs> ham, gets, ham gets slimy when it's exposed <laughs> to the air for too long. <laughs> uh, maybe bologna. That's my favorite deli meat. I, I say this ashamedly as an Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's mm, my least favorite. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know what it's made of. Yeah. Well, thank you, Peter. This is like, this is great. So I just kind of, uh, it was great to catch up and like kind of just be silly at the end. And, you know, I'm glad that you're putting new music out in the universe and all that jazz. So <laughs> I, I thank you. And, you know, in all fairness, I owe a lot to the people who pulled me out of my hole. Those guys are fucking great. And, um, I'm I'm very excited to come back on with with one or two of them, and uh, I'm really happy to see you again, even though it's over Zoom. You know, we have been friends for a really long time, and I'm overjoyed to see how successful you and are, are in all the different oh, er, areas of your life. I really, you. I'm, I've I've always been rooting for you, man. So thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> And there you have it, folks. Go check out Imitator on the internet at Imitator Band and on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, Spotify and all the other platforms to come this August. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. In my brain, I have this ultimate dream of growing a community of people who love exploring rock music and all music for that matter in an unconventional way. If you listen because you are a friend and fan of Peter and all the guys in Imitator, hopefully you'll stick around and check out past episodes of Brandy is Going to Hell and discover someone else. I love celebrating awesome artists, their stories, and providing fun interviews with them for you to consume. Up next on July 7th, I'll have all of the boys from Desert of Talking Shadows on the show to talk about their debut album, Foreshadowing. Until then, a random thought. Just because I think it doesn't make it true. Sometimes I think we all get wrapped up in negative thoughts, what ifs, and overthink things that aren't even real life. They're just in your brain. Take a step back and be kind to yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yes, you for listening to Brandy is Going to Hell. I have a lot more thank yous in order for making the show come alive. I want to thank Celeste Giuliano for her amazing pinup photography. I dreamed of having my photographs taken by her in order to make my podcasting dreams come to life. So thank you, Celeste, and your team for making me look like a hot mama. Thanks to Crystal Rugel for her design direction for my new logo. Spent many nights texting her late. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And she was such a great resource. Shout out and many thanks to Ryan Hanratty at Frosted Green Productions for all video production. My man, definitely don't want to be fucking with video and you've saved my life. My amazing husband, Mike Airy, for always believing in me and bridging the gap between me and amazing artists. I love you and you're my rock. St. Neat's hardcore band Impact for the music throughout the show. You can check out their EP Strength 
through loyalty on every streaming service. My friend Gooch, a.k.a. Ryan Nelson, for always asking me, when's a new show coming out? My friend Matt Young, who got my foot into the door as an intern at Indigoot, which led me to my first career in music at Q Prime. So a major shout out goes to Doug O'Swandle as well for giving me a chance and hiring me there. My dad, John Lucas, for raising me with an impeccable taste in music. And my mom, Beth Ann Lucas, for helping me be a functional adult with good credit. Last but not least, Brandy is Going to Hell is dedicated to my badass grandmom, Elizabeth Betty Fowler. (laughs) 